0: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. So I was in the shower. I was cleaning my ass and making all shirts all sparkly. Thank you, I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> <laughs> I just checked
1: myself out. You music, why? And then up and
0: A quarry hole is like a, a like dick theater. I've imagined
1: your pants had better come off. Mama needs to playtime. I'm need
0: uh, we're not sluts, we just
1: love love. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are and what time of day you're listening to this.
0: <laughs> Hello, one human that listens to this at midnight.
1: You never know. <laughs> yeah, so welcome back to another week here at By the By. You have Angela.
0: And Bradford.
1: Yeah, so just us. That's me. No other guests. Nope, us. just
0: us. Sorry, suckers. <laughs> Pippin's in the floor chewing, destroying one of his toys.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's got a pile of four to destroy,
0: so. and he's, later, he's literally laying on all of them. Uh-huh. I want to be a dog. <laughs> anyway welcome back <laughs> what day is it what day we next week holy shit balls! Mm-hmm. next week may 27th we have pendulum party tickets are up if you are a patreon supporter i've already sent out the message for your discount yeah let's uh let's get this going yeah we're gonna rock it gonna rock out with my cock out
1: <laughs>
0: you can jam out with your clam out I think that sounds perfect. <laughs> Weird. Very much looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. It's gonna be fun. Feels like it's been forever since our last pendulum party. And uh yeah, we've got some folks that are coming in who w- weren't able to make it to our last one. So it's gonna be a yeah. it's gonna be a hopping event. Absolutely. Hop on pop. Oh. Name is pop.
1: I was gonna say, are you pop? I'm pop.
0: <laughs> uh yeah. It's going to be good. So then after that, the erotic ball, which unfortunately we won't be able to make, is happening way up in f and I love that. Far north Queensland. It's great. Yeah. At Townsville. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. When is that, Angela? June 4th. There you go. June 4th. Uh, Last, like I said, we won't be able. Next year.
1: And we got an email that there's only a few tickets left. So if you're interested, if you're going to be up there, can be up there, get your tickets, do it. Get on it. Yeah.
0: And if you are curious, like what the hell is it? Go back into our catalog and listen to one of our older episodes where we interviewed a lovely couple who went to mm-hmm. the uh, to the erotic ball.
1: Summer and Tony.
0: Yeah, yeah, Good fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh.
0: Then let's see what else do we have. We have coming up is uh, the escape to the tropics. X huh? to, tropic. to the tropics. Cape to the tropics. X which sounds like somebody who used to like. I used to be Zorro. But then I decided I didn't want to wear a cape anymore, so I'm an X cape
1: Oh, I thought, okay, I get it that way, but I was thinking more in lines of, like, your X-Man powers, like, what's your superpower that you're going to bring
0: to the event? You just give people capes? (laughs) I am X cape Oh, shit, where did I get this cape? (laughs) (laughs) Worst X-Man power ever. Yes, sorry, 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 sorry. Mm -hmm. And that is November 9th through the 14th up in queensland again yeah. all the happenings are in queensland this year y'all apparently so if you're wanting to go on go to that uh send us a message you can email us the atoms of love at gmail.com or if you are on rhp go to the events page and you can register your interest there
1: yeah so, and i also have a link on our website on the events page so oh, you can there you go do it that way as well
0: www.buythebuy.com.au
1: yeah it's I'm, gonna be fun there's only a few spots left We've had a f- fair few bookings this past week, even so yeah. still going. Exciting. And it's going to be fun. We're going to do two workshops and a live podcast. Yes. And then there's also going to be like a half day Daintree tour or reef tour, depending on what you prefer. Yep. There's going to be a lot of stuff happening, some pool parties, a lot of sexy things. It's it's going to be fun. I
0: am I am so excited. It's, it's going to be, it's just going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yes. So come join us. Yeah. The gentleman's going to be there. Yeah. That's going to be good fun. Uh-huh. And we get to abuse him a little Uh because we're going to take up a lot of our uh, kink gear.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're going to abuse him, and that might be one of the classes. That might be. How how to abuse the gentleman. gentleman.
0: (laughs) Step one, say, hello, gentlemen.
1: (laughs) Hello. And he's like, yes, please.
0: (laughs) That's going to be great. So Angela has recently bought uh, some new accoutrement. Mm -hmm.
1: Some new vloggers to add to the arsenal because, you know, now that we're starting to use it again a bit more post-COVID, I realize there's some things that are missing and some gaps that need to be filled.
0: Is that a sex thing? (laughs) (laughs) There's some gaps that need to be filled. I want to fill your gaps. Yeah, so we're filling those gaps. Fair enough. Uh There you go. So, cool. Uh, Is that everything? I think so. I think it's everything. Yeah. Cool. Angela, take it away.
1: (laughs) <laughs> All right. So a little while ago, and it was only about a month ago, so it wasn't too bad. But we got an email from someone and I did get their permission to read the email on the podcast because I thought it was actually a really good question and a good topic. So I'm gonna read the email aloud and then we can discuss it because it's such a great question. And something that we've discussed ourselves. I don't know that we've really discussed it in depth on the podcast. Woo-hoo. My partner and I have been in the lifestyle for about four years. And while our level of play is only about three to four times a year, we have still discovered the great imbalance in the expectations of men versus women. It is abundantly clear that women hold all the power in the lifestyle. However, that power seems to come at a rather large expense, from having to be at least situational to being the ones who get the party started, and finally the ones solely responsible for dressing sexy. Now, some events will ask that the men dress to nines. Most are content just to have the men show up in dress shorts and a polo, even if that dressy as long as they bring a sluttily dressed woman on their arm. We think this sucks. We would like to see regular events where the men have to dress sexy and the women can just show up in hoodies and yoga pants. Better yet, events where the men start showing up dressed like sluts as well. My girlfriend has purchased several pairs of thongs and tiny underwears for me, and I look damn sexy in them, but I often stand alone when I choose to don the sexy attire. I ran across this article and wanted your thoughts. Uh, Side note, the article was from the New York Times, and its title is Sexy Lingerie for Men is Here?, so you can always look it up for yourself. My thoughts are that I really like the idea, but I don't want it to be about expanding my gender fluidity or anything like that. I want it to be about making men dress sexy and slutty like we demand the women do. I am decidedly bi-curious, but I am the typical tough guy jock who cries at movies. LOL. And now I feel like I'm rambling like Bradford.
0: <laughs> would There's love- nothing wrong with that.
1: <laughs> would love to know your thoughts on the imbalance and on these lines of male lingerie. So, before we get into the whole imbalance, because... Absolutely. Completely agree with him on that respect. Yes. But when I went to the article, the New York Times article, there were links to a number of different companies and websites and things like that. We'll see where our conversation goes. We may actually call some of them out, but in general, in going to them, I can see what he's saying because there are some that have boxers and jock straps and even jumpsuits and onesies for men that are patterned and colorful and things like that, which is great because it's more than you can get in many shops. And then there are some of these sites that have really lacy things. Um, I know we've kind of discussed one down here in Australia before, mm-hmm. but there are some that are decidedly lacy and a lot more feminine. Uh, some are mesh, but it seems to be a variety of, of sites that the New York Times has linked to just to give an idea as to what's out there. So anyway, we can discuss a bit more and then just kind of see where we go with that.
0: Agreed. So I do want to say one thing, and this has nothing to do with the main crux of his email, which is I often hear, and I know other podcasters have said that women have all the power mm. in the lifestyle. And I don't believe that at all. And I've seen enough going on in the lifestyle to say that I think that just like everything else, the masculine side of the lifestyle gives women just enough power and says that so that they think they have power, but they don't.
1: Well, if we had all the power, then the men would be in right? the sexy lingeries already. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't I, be.
0: I think that's that's a perfect example. And it, it does frustrate me, not that people say it, but that people in power <laughs> say it. There's a perception there. Yeah. There's that perception that women have all the power, but it's just perception. Mm. And yeah, women are the playmakers. But often at the behest of men, right? Yeah. So they have to get the party started because it's implied that they have to. Who tells them that? It's not the women. It's the men. Ugh, it just drives me crazy. The imbalance of power is fucking stupid. (laughs) Which is why I like pendulum parties.
1: (laughs) But it is interesting because he does mention, you know, that there's events where they ask that men dress to the nines, etc. But most commonly, it's acceptable if the woman looks slutty and is dressed nice, but the man doesn't necessarily have to be. Yeah. And we went to a party recently where it was asked that the men dress to the nines, that women dress to the nines, et cetera. But it was also kind of dictated in the description of the event that women are to dress down as soon as they arrive. Yeah. The men don't. Yeah. And I know we kind of mentioned this, but again, I think that's an example of the fact that the women are expected to dress down and be slutty. But what about the guys? Yeah. And even when the guys do dress down, it is just to their underwear. And again, like, where's the male lingerie? There's little representation of that when you go to your average swinger club, swinger party. Yeah. We need more of it. Come on,
0: guys. Agreed. Step up, boys. So... Do we want to start with a brief history of men's underwear?
1: Let's let's jump into that. That sounds exciting. Look, so... I'm kind of curious myself. I
0: didn't know what I was going to bring to this party. Uh, so I thought I would bring a brief history <laughs> of men's underwear. The vertical loincloth. <laughs> are we going back to caveman days? We are nearly. We're going back to estimated 3300 BC.
1: All right,
0: all right. Uh, it was a vertical loincloth. So it's basically a strip of leather. That is tied on around the waist. I'm pretty sure this was mainly done to not, you know, bang yourself against rocks and shit.
1: That seems legit. I mean, it seems yeah.
0: legit. So that was the first, quote, undergarment. So thinking that the cave person, the, the human, the man, wore it under a grass cloak. Oh. Yeah. Imagine I'm- that.
1: I mean, I kind of want to see someone at the club now with like a leather loincloth, a little strip cloak.
0: under a grass, grass cloak. <laughs> not glass or a glass under a grass cloak. Yes. Yeah, that's hard I, to say. Yeah. Glass cloak. Grass. Gra-
1: God damn it. <laughs> grass cloak. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, next up in ancient Egypt, King Tut was buried with a triangular fabric loincloth.
1: Oh, okay, So getting it's gotten fancy softer.
0: now. Yeah. I mean, he was the king.
1: And also different shapes, you know. Yeah. yeah.
0: We move on through Roman times. Then in the 13th century, baggy calf-length underpants called braies, B-R-A-I-E-S, were invented. So they're kind of like pantaloons, but for fellas.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to ask if they were
0: like the ones you wore in the 80s. No, no. The So braies uh, was an archaic term also for breeches or britches. Uh, right, right. So not exactly exclusively worn underclothing, but they also wore it as normal pants. Yeah. Rich men in the 13th century wore chausses which only covered the legs, because, you know, of course.
1: Wait, wait, wait. So that means that the groin was open?
0: So those who found brays too pedestrian wore the more elegant version, chausses. Held up by a garter belt, chausses were brays that covered just the legs and left the crotch area open for a variety of purposes. Hmm. Wonder what that was. <laughs> this would later be coupled with a codpiece, which would button, snap, or lace shut. One major logical benefit of Chosses was the ease of access when using the restroom. Fussing with all of those knots and ties while keeping oneself decent was probably laborious.
1: So was that like a very early version of chaps?
0: Yes. Okay. But they were held up with garter. Right, ones. right. Yeah, so yeah. not exactly chaps because they didn't yeah. cover the thighs, but just, yeah, from the, just but about the knees below. An early
1: version perhaps. Yeah. yeah.
0: Interestingly enough, so when the flap was added to the braise, you got the first codpiece. Mm-hmm. So, mm. codpieces...
1: What were they made out of then, does it say?
0: So, the original codpiece was just a flap, very similar to like your button fly jeans kind mm-hmm. of thing. It didn't become the pronounced accessory observed in paintings of Renaissance men until Henry VIII began to pad his. His <laughs> vanity was a likely explanation for this, but some historians believe his spacious codpiece concealed the medical bandages he used to treat his syphilis.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: A common way to posture while wearing chosses was to heavily emphasize the groin area with a large and shapely codpiece. Part of this was a masculinity performance, but the rest was convenience. The codpiece was used to store snuff, coins, and other small items.
1: (laughs) So, it's just like an early man purse, right?
0: Yeah, basically, but you know, with your junk. Yeah. So that's why you always wash your hands after transferring money.
1: But it's also kind of like women, like you go to dance clubs and nightclubs and stuff, and where are you going to put your phone and whatever? Often right. it goes in your bra.
0: You put your so. phone in your codpiece.
1: Along no. with your house keys.
0: <laughs> along with your house keys, a couple of condoms. I
1: don't know. It's usually the bra, but similar idea. Okay.
0: In the era of Tudor, men wore knee length cloth undergarments.
1: Length. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Then try to picture all this as we go.
0: <laughs> tight one piece long union suits were patented in the U.S. in 1868. Imagine a onesie that buttons from the neck, like a high collar neck, uh-huh. all the way down to the crotch.
1: Uh huh. I actually see one of those on one of these shops that was in linked in the article.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Those are, uh,
1: they call it a jumpsuit, though, a shorts jumpsuit. What time period was that? Sorry. Uh,
0: 1868. All right. So okay. this is a this is from a, an ad for one of these things. Men's form-fitting union suits. Sizes give breast measure over vest close-up, under arms and your height and weight. A rational garment for men. Try our union suits for ease and comfort for you, and you'll wonder why you did not wear them before. Hmm. Our men's union or combination suits fit. They are carefully and scientifically proportioned. We offer for your consideration only those suits that will fit, and we will warrant them to satisfactory in every particular, in every particular. I mean, apparently English has changed a lot since then. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, they cost $9.60 per dozen. Wow. Or $0.80 per suit.
1: Right. Not anymore. (laughs) Not anymore.
0: If you're mailing it, you know, it's uh, $0.24. Mail it. So just FYI. Yeah. (laughs) Shipping and handling. (laughs) So then union suits evolved into long johns. So basically mm-hmm. a long sleeve shirt underwear thing and a long pants underwear thing. If you've never seen long johns, they're amazing.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: warm. Then in 1851, textile mill owner Robert Knight filed a patent for the brand Fruit of the Loom. Ah, Done. Done. We do. Yeah. The jock strap was invented in 1874 by a sporting goods company to provide protection for bicyclists oh yeah and from the ad this is a this is a like looks like a magazine style ad again remember this is from 1874 he looks to you and he's your responsibility supporter wilt is dangerous basically they were saying if you ride if you rode bicycles then you know your pp would shrink or not grow
1: so is this the first time that underwear for men has been supportive of the junk?
0: Yes. Okay. Well, no, I mean, some of them, like the, the onesies were supportive and the but long not, johns. But not like a... The cod piece is supportive. Well, okay, fair enough.
1: I'm just trying to figure out, like, why bicyclists specifically when it's also ass open and, you
0: know. Yeah, and these things, they're horrific. They look really <laughs> scary, honestly. Uh, I guess you got to market it to somebody. Why not? Yeah, it's not It's not an attractive thing. <laughs> Jacob Golem added an elastic waistband to boxing trunks in 1925, a precursor to boxer shorts. All right. Dun dun dun. We're in the
1: 1920s now. Yep. Okay, so 100 years ago.
0: The first pair of briefs was invented in the 1930s to provide maximum support. Again, for mostly for sport. Bye. Right. They, you didn't want your junk flying around.
1: I wonder how many people hundred years ago, war underwear versus going commando.
0: Yeah, good question.
1: Because if a lot of these things are de- designed for sport, then what about just your everyday life and going to work and stuff yeah. like that?
0: I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the Ooh. creation of the now familiar Y-front brief ushered underwear into the modern day. Invented in 1934 by apparel engineer Arthur Niebler, jockey shorts offered a close fit, tight support, and a lack of leg coverage. The name was meant to remind consumers of the supportive qualities of a jock strap, but with added comfort. Selling over 30,000 pairs in the first three months on American market, they were the most popular underwear invention to date. They expanded internationally soon thereafter, and the brand was officially named Jockey. Hmm. Colors and patterns were introduced to men's underwear in the 1950s. Allegedly, colored underwear was discouraged throughout World War II because enemy factions could see the bright colors when the skivvies were hung out to dry. During this time, Jockey produced olive drab camouflage underwear. After World War II ended, men's underwear pivoted towards more fashion and innovation. Colors, novelty prints, and abstract geometric designs became more common. The invention of rayon, dacron, and spandex allowed for tighter and smaller briefs the invention of the synthetic and synthetically produced natural fibers had a major impact on the underwear industry. It made production more affordable on a mass scale, and the products were smaller and more close-fitting. During this time, the boxers versus briefs heated debate heated up, as new synthetic materials allowed for better ventilation in briefs mm. while still offering the same level of support. In the 1970s, form superseded function, and many designers hired Viral and muscular men to model their underwear. With Calvin Klein being a prime example, all shapes and sizes of underwear were represented, including thongs, trunks, and lesser-known and racy variants. This display of more skin was undoubtedly influenced by the sexual revolution that had kicked off in the previous decade. While boxer shorts had been around since the invention of the elastic waistband, they soared in popularity throughout the 80s. The clingy, close-fitting Y-fronts were derided as tacky and uncomfortable, and the phrase tidy-whities entered the lexicon. Much like other underwear trends, this shift was inspired almost entirely by advertisement. Mm. Brooding Levi's models had the underwear market in the palm of their hands. Now, on to my favorite. The boxer's briefs debate reached a detente when the boxer brief was invented. I love it, boxer's briefs. Boxer brief. Uh (laughs) that's, That's how we solve this problem. If
1: you can't decide which one's better, then let's just combine them all into one.
0: This form of underwear employs the overall silhouette of the boxer short for maximum coverage, while utilizing the elasticity and close fit of the classic brief. They are often sewn with no seam in the back, allowing for additional comfort. While they were around as early as the 1980s, boxer briefs soared in popularity following a 1990s Calvin Klein campaign that featured... Marky Mark Wahlberg. Oh my God,
1: I love it, I love it, so good.
0: (laughs) And then now we're looking at more compression shorts, again, for which are briefs with longer legs Mm. for athletes. Right. And that's where we've gotten to now.
1: So going back a little bit, this New York Times article actually calls out, talking about the 1970s and the sexual revolution and the change in how men's underwear was marketed. So you called out the Calvin Klein ads. This article actually mentions that there was a magazine called International Mail, first published in 1974. Mm-hmm. It's often called the Victoria's Secret for Guys, and it featured page after page of mail models in thong bikini bottoms. We need to find that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to bring this International Mail catalog back.
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Hashtag bring back International Mail. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so that's yeah. a, a hist- brief history of briefs.
1: It's interesting. I mean, it's not surprising how much technology has driven it and different fabrics and textiles and things available to make the underwear out of but it's also interesting to me how much sports has driven some of yeah. the major innovations i would say in in how it's done yeah like I, i'm not sure i would have expected that
0: I, I mean i guess i guess i it makes sense when you think about it cuz what else is going to drive it
1: yeah it but, does yeah. but yeah i still was kind of surprised
0: i also So this is not exactly underwear related, but it's still kind of, it's underwear adjacent fashion kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I found it fascinating that dresses and skirts used to be gender neutral. In 1884, there's a fantastic picture of soon to be (laughs) President Franklin Delano Roosevelt when he was two and a half years old. And he's taken in this little dress with a hat. He's adorable. Oh, yeah. And he's riding or or he's sitting on like a box of moss. I don't know. It was the 1800s. Uh, (laughs) He's sitting on a box of moss. But he's in this little white dress that's all frilly and cute. And yeah, I always am fascinated by people who look at fashion today and think that, well, it's always been like this. Mm -mm. And uh, there was another article that I read or a podcast that I listened to talking about how blue now means boys and pink means girls mm. but a long time ago it was the other way around because the boys were more valuable and pink and red colors were more expensive to make so they would you know they would give that to the boys which
1: that's fascinating It's
0: just fucking depressing and then in the 20s or 30s somehow that switched uh in fact i know that there are some people on our uh, discord chat who probably already know this and are yelling at me i hear you i'm sorry but still <laughs> I, I didn't look it up i just wanted to to kind of bring that up mm. talking about dresses and The clear gender divide in clothing, again, arrived, like we said before, after World War II ended in the 50s. Simultaneously, the term gender began to describe the social and cultural aspects of biological sex. So another side note, which is near and dear to my heart, is heels. This says it's a little known fact. I knew this, but I also look up this shit all the time. (laughs) Men wore heels long before women ever wore heels because, again, it was about stature and height. So high-heeled shoes were first worn in the 10th century by Persian soldiers to elevate their feet, giving them stability while shooting their bows and arrows. Now, I I mean, these were not high, high heels.
1: Right. But
0: they were chunky high heels. At the end of the 17th 17th century, Persians sent a delegation of soldiers to forge foreign relationships with Russia, Germany, and Spain. European aristocrats quickly took to liking to wearing Persian-inspired high heels. And there's some great pictures of, like, um, Louis the mm-hmm. Fourteenth in heels. That's yep. a great painting of him in heels. And then lastly, the whole real men wear pink. So mm. back in the 18th century, it was socially acceptable for both genders to wear pink. The European bourgeoisie particularly loved it. Pink was often perceived as slightly more masculine than feminine because it was considered a subcolor to red associated with social status, political authority, and religious rank. Throughout the 19th century and up until the mid-20th century, baby boys often wore white and pink clothing. Sometime after World War I, pink slowly became associated with girls and blue with boys. In 1927, Time magazine surveyed the biggest department stores in the U.S. to see which of the two colors were associated with each gender. The results that came out were mixed. In the wake of World War II, advertising had programmed people to think that these two colors were gender-specific. For instance. Since women left the workplace to start families and become housewives, kitchen elements widely advertised at the time were pink, and people slowly became, became persuaded that it had been so for centuries: pink for girls, blue for boys, and that is not true.
1: Hmm. Interesting how that shift
0: happened, and it just—it's interesting how recent it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're looking at much less than a hundred years ago. Yeah. Did we start that twist? And and so, and I remember growing up in in the '80s that. It was very, you didn't wear pink as a boy. Right. And even you think about The Simpsons. There's the episode where Homer, white shirt, gets washed with Bart's red hat and he wears pink to work and they all, they take him and think there's something mentally wrong with him. (laughs) It's just, it's interesting how culturally that's, Uh yeah, it's like ingrained in us now. Uh, Do we want to take a quick break and then come back to?
1: Come back to lingerie.
0: Lingerie. Sorry. We we had to do some history lessons first, but I think
1: it's great. Yeah.
0: All right, we'll be right back after these messages. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Want to dress up sexy for your partner? Doesn't matter what your gender is. If you go to AdamAndEve.com, you can find something sexy to cover your amazing body. That's right, AdamAndEve.com. Once you find that uh, that new piece of sexy lingerie, put it in your basket, and when you check out, use checkout code by the buy. That's B Y T H E B I, and you will get that item at fifty percent off. Additionally, you, yeah, you, buying that new sexy lingerie gonna get free shipping. That's right. One item at 50% off and free shipping at adamandeve.com. And uh, don't forget the checkout code. Bye the bye. As you listen to your podcast, this podcast in fact, do you ever wonder, oh man, I wish I could talk to Bradford and Angela. I wish I could tell them this. I wish I'd get a response back, you know, pretty quickly. Well, if that's you, hi you, I can tell you how to do it. Join us on our Discord chat. How do you do that? Support us on Patreon at any level. That's www.patreon.com slash buy And uh, yeah, join us at any level. You'll get the link on how to connect your Discord chat to it. And then when you do, we'll be there. We'll welcome you along with a huge support group of all of our favorite people, our Patreon supporters. It's very active. There's a lot of channels and uh, there's a lot of chat going on. Whether you need to laugh, you need to talk, or you want to share some sexist, sexy, and not safe for work pictures, join us on our Discord and we're back and we're back do
1: we get to talk about the sexy things now
0: let's talk about sexy things okay let's talk about sex
1: baby so Mm. I think one of the interesting things that this person brought up in their email was just about what is available for men as far as lingerie goes Mm. and you know anything other than your basic kind of underwear boxers briefs etc things like that or boxer briefs since they're now combined. (laughs) They're my favorite. But it's interesting because I do mention that a lot of what they had seen prior is lacy and it tends to be more feminine in nature, that kind of thing. But then what about, you know, guys who want to feel sexy, but they don't necessarily want to feel feminine? Mm -hmm. Quote, unquote. Yeah. 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 Uh, And so some of these sites that were linked, like I said, in the, the New York Times article, it's an interesting variety. It's also... It's really hard to find places to go in person and to try things on and to look at yeah. stuff like that. But some of these sites have, I'm just kind of scrolling through here. And like this one has a lot of mesh. So mesh is a, a good way to feel sexy and like really interesting designs. Even one pieces, there's like some intricate designs in, in the one pieces and things. There's garter belts that are done in mesh. Do you have something to say about the mesh?
0: No, no. I'm okay. just thinking, hey, ultimately, I think mesh is masculine lace. It is. Yeah.
1: And it's interesting because I have a few mesh pieces as well, and I feel a little more grr when I wear them as grr. opposed to lacy things. Yeah. Uh, but I very much love mesh, and it comes in different colors, things like that, so that's really good. And then scrolling through some of these, some of the sites have your more quote-unquote typical underwears or dock straps types of things. But different colors, different patterns, um, slightly different fabrics that might feel a little nicer. And so I guess it kind of depends upon what look you're going for. Another one here has body suits. It has the jumpsuit It has the buttons all the way down from, you know, all the way down to oh, the crotch. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah. Uh, the, that was the union suit. like Little onesies. Yeah.
1: So they've got that. They've got mesh tops. They've got some pants on this really hot guy. Okay,
0: down girl. Here I'll stay. Here, but,
1: um,
0: <laughs> Wait, what <laughs> website are you on?
1: Uh, so this one in particular is Sisyphil Ciciful, C-I-C-I-F-U-L.
0: Are they Australian based or U.S. based? Mm, I'm going to guess U.S.
1: I have no idea though.
0: Ugh, it's going to be expensive.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah. going to guess the U.S.
0: U.S. dollar power. Uh,
1: the other one that had more kind of basic underwear is there was Candyman fashion.
0: Oh yeah. I've looked at them. You've seen them before.
1: Yeah. The other one was Leak NYC. That was the one that had a lot of the mesh stuff.
0: Okay. Uh, we'll make sure that Angela posts all these in our.
1: Yeah, it's also in the article, but yeah, we'll post them. Yeah, but come on. And then we have uh, <laughs> Costa Bella, which is I think an Italian brand, C O S A B E L L A, and they have a men's section as well. So they're starting to kind of branch out. It was very typically a, a women's brand, but they have some interesting designs and things. Typically more onesies and
0: jock straps and things like that. It is interesting right. because what I've, having looked at a lot of these types of websites, there's a couple of websites that I've actually bought stuff down here from. Daily Jocks is one of them. Johnny's Closet is another. Both of those are Australian brands that do Australian dollars and ship to Australia, which is important when you live in Australia. But they're they're starting to get a lot more creative. But the problem is, it seems like a lot of designers just don't know what to do with men. Yeah. In, in the underwear lingerie kind of thing. You get these women's, underwear. I'm looking at brands like Honey Burdette, Victoria's Secrets, those kind of things. And it's always something a bit new, a bit fresh. Even their stale stuff, mm-hmm. they'll do in a different color. Whereas men's stuff is always, well, we'll put it in black. Yeah. Or, you know, we'll we'll do this one in black. <laughs> and it's it's as if they just have no idea what to do with a masculine body.
1: Yeah. And some of these looking through, some of them have colors. This other site here, Menagerie Intimates, so they It's interesting because theirs are, they have lacy briefs and things. They have a high waist control brief that has like, like a tummy tuck thing on it. Ooh, I need that. Uh, they also, but what's interesting about theirs is that it mixes the lace on the legs and the buttocks, but then it looks like a satiny kind of covered, like solid piece around the like where the codpiece would be. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so it's an, an interesting mix. It is also all in black. I don't know if it comes in other colors or <laughs> not. So I'm not going to click through to that. But Johnny's Closet also has lacy types of things. Yeah. And so that goes to the question of, you know, if you want kind of male lingerie, do you want it to be more feminine or not? And ultimately, I, I think the fact that we associate lace with feminism is a bad thing. I agree. And yeah, we need to kind of start trying to
0: flip that. I don't think that... Fabrics have gender.
1: Yeah. And what's interesting was this other site, uh, WickedM.ca, so I'm guessing it's Canadian. <laughs>
0: Say, no, <laughs> Wicked eh? <laughs>
1: it's, it's Wicked MMM. And, and again, we'll put links to all this stuff in the in the show notes. But What's it all about? Uh, but this one's interesting because when you look at also male lingerie and how it's marketed, it tends to be marketed towards the gay community yes. or towards men who are more feminine.
0: And it's mostly twinks, yeah.
1: Yeah. And... This site in particular, they call out gender expression. And basically, it doesn't matter what gender, where along the spectrum you identify. Basically, they're saying we have intimates for all. For genderqueer, everybody in between, doesn't matter. If and if something that they make doesn't look like you don't think it'll work for you, message them and they'll they'll try to make it work. That's and so it's cool. Really, Go Canada. Yeah. So it's really interesting just to see. Them. Sorry,
0: I was so mean to you earlier.
1: <laughs> and honestly, looking through here, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a few things I really kind of like. And they show them on different types of bodies. And I think as we look at gender fluidity, we need to look at intimate wear fluidity as well. And how can everyone feel sexy in their bodies and what's out there and available? And I know in the, the article that all of this was based off of, they talked to someone who said that he would often buy women's lingerie in either a size up or he would wear it backwards or, you know, kind of look at different ways of doing it before some of these brands started to come out and things.
0: interesting. So it's, it's
1: also, again, taking what's out there and saying, how can I make this work for me? As yeah. opposed to just wearing it how they show you on the model, perhaps.
0: Yeah, and, and just to sort of address one of the things that the email writer mentioned, how do we do this? How do we get people to start wearing this stuff? Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think it's just by wearing it. And I've worn some strange things to Our Secret Spot. And what I love is, Look, oftentimes you do stand out and people, you are the only one maybe that's wearing it. But it also gives that permission space for other people. So I think about like the gentleman. The gentleman, when he goes now, he almost immediately dresses down Mm -hmm. and he's always wearing something interesting, either a mesh shirt or some interesting underwear. I think of Leo, who when we go anywhere and he dresses down, he's always wearing a jock strap. Mm -hmm. I think the ball has to start rolling somewhere. If you have the confidence and comfort to do it, you're opening up the permission space for other people to, to to, do it. And then you open up the conversation. I've had people say, where the hell did you get that? Hmm. Uh, and what the hell is wrong with you? No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, the more that people see it, the more acceptable it becomes. Yeah, And and it can be mesh, it can be lace, it can be leather, it can be anything. And, and I was going to call out the fact that the person who sent the email did say, and I quote, I want it to be about making men dress sexy and slutty like we demand of the women do. I'm decidedly bicarious, but I'm the typical tough guy jock who cries at movies. So if you didn't feel like going straight to the lacy things at first, because mm-hmm. you feel like that's too far an easy, you know, a few easy ways to get into kind of wearing something a little sexy or something a little different than just your everyday underwears is to first of all, play with the colors and the fabrics. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a really easy step one. The next thing would be like looking at Daily Jocks website here, and I don't know you've got a pair as well, but they have the the jock straps and a harness that are LED. Yeah, and yeah. so it's it's again it's a piece of interest and something to spark that conversation and talk to people. Yeah, or you could wear a leather harness or a vest or latex well, rubber. Play with fabrics, yeah. and they can be decidedly typical shapes and forms on you that you're used to wearing, say if you were to wear a shirt or something, but it can be a different fabric, a different material. It's like the rubbers, the latexes, the leathers, but just start to wear different things and get comfortable in different fabrics and different feels. And then that can expand to different styles and things as well as you go.
0: Yeah. Look, I I am very pro taking things that you already are comfortable wearing and changing up the fabrics in Mm. them. And I've got shirts that are Clearly, like, they're ripped up, but they're, they're meant to be ripped up to look sexy, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't, I actually purchased them ripped up because, of course, I did. Uh, <laughs> you know, I paid 80 bucks for that ripped up shirt. Come on. Uh, but they look cool. And, like, yeah. that's, I think that's kind of a lingerie. Because, like, I think the first question you have to ask yourself is, what is lingerie? Define lingerie. And I think that when we look at women's lingerie, it's often something used to accentuate something else. Yeah. So you think of bras and push-up bras and this crisscross in the back and the the thongs or G-strings or, or whatever you want to call the underwear that are either cheeky or have lace or it's meant to accentuate different parts of your body. Mm-hmm. So if you are a male-bodied person, then find something that you like about yourself and get something that accentuates it. I've seen some sexy as hell men in a simple black t-shirt and some kind of, just simple underwear. I've seen the, like the muscle shirts. If you actually, you know, you don't have to have muscles to wear them, but you should look different than me. Uh, (laughs) But like, you know, it's stuff like that. That can be, that's sexy and cool. And I know I've seen guys wearing the muscle shirts, but it's kind of ripped down to the front. It's a casual rip. I'm sure they paid $80 for that shirt too. Uh, But it's down the, down the front down to like maybe just between their pecs. Yeah. And like, that's fucking sexy. That's lingerie. It's designed to to draw your eye to a certain thing.
1: Yeah. I would say if we're defining lingerie, it's something, it's underclothes. So it's something you're not necessarily going to wear out on the street yeah. in, in most situations. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Uh, and to further what you were saying before, like a leather harness is great. Like I've worn leather harnesses over mm-hmm. button-up shirts. God, there's a picture of me somewhere in a full tuxedo. And rather than a vest or cummerbund, I'm wearing a leather harness. Mm -hmm. Like you can do it. There's, there's ways to do it. And I think that that's kind of lingerie. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And it's something that you can take off the harness or you can take off the shirt and still wear the harness. And again, it's still lingerie. There's a bulldog harness. Look that up. That's one of the ones that it's got the line over the, between the pecs. So it's a simple harness. You can get them in leather. You can get them in latex. You can get them in, uh, elastic. I was going
1: to say elastic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think that those are things that you can do. I think that sexy socks can do it too. I'm all about socks, the joy of socks. <laughs> but I think what we need to do is not look at men's lingerie the way we look at ladies lingerie. In what respect? In that it has to be lacy. It has right, to be right. feminine. It has to be soft. It can be. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's cool, but it doesn't, have to be all it has to do is make you feel sexy and accentuate something about you that you like
1: yeah and I think that's where also the difference can come in women's lingerie because sometimes like you want to feel sexy like I want to feel sexy and I want to wear things but I also don't want it to be lacy because that's not always me
0: yeah you're rarely a lacy girl
1: yeah and but that's often what's out and available Mm. and so I think some of these places which we're definitely going to dive into and look at a bit more where they do play a lot with gender fluid lingerie, I think that's really interesting and could definitely suit our styles a bit more, potentially. I don't know. It's worth looking at and seeing. Yeah. But I do like the fact that they're starting to be a bit more there's starting to be more options out there for men to look sexy. That it's not just, oh look, you're dressed up in a suit and then now you're down to nothing. That there's an in-between. And I think that's the important thing is that there's an in-between that you can take your clothes off. And you can feel sexy and you can look sexy and you can wear something interesting that sparks a conversation and that people ask about and people look at you and they're like, oh yeah, that looks really hot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because we talked about, this is a, a bit off topic, but it's along the same line. It's still fashion. The, I keep getting in uh, Facebook and Instagram ads for, I think it's, the brand is, it's not, it may be Innova, Innovo, something. They do the men's corsets.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Okay.
0: And- I can't tell you how many times I have <laughs> gone through and been like done all the stuff and got ready to hit the okay button and be like, I don't know, but would I really wear it? Uh-huh. And the answer is fucking yeah. I just need to suck it up and do it.
1: Yeah. They have some really beautiful corsets. Yeah, They're gorgeous. Yeah.
0: I just really want one. I just want to also probably look like the guy in the ads. Maybe that's <laughs> the problem. I think that's the thing. I get to the end. And I'm like, Bradford, you'll never look like that guy. He's got 60 pounds of muscle on you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, But yeah, I think that's, again, that's a a lingerie kind of thing that you can wear on the outside.
1: That's true. Yeah. I do like corsets.
0: I do too. Mm. Mm,
1: No matter what bodies they're on. Me too. Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah. So I think ultimately, like we've said a million times, wear what makes you feel sexy Mm -hmm. and don't worry about, don't, don't apply gender to fabrics.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not comfortable in it right off the bat, start slow or wear it underneath your clothes. Yeah. Nobody else knows it's there, but you and maybe your partner. It's exciting. And then as you get more comfortable with it, then take your clothes off and, and show people and show the world what you got.
0: But take pictures and send it to us because uh, yeah. then you, your partner and Bradford knows. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Jock yeah. straps are great, though. I'm, I'm a big fan of jock straps. I think there's something again in a club setting it's great because it is sort of that it's their lingerie light mm-hmm. for fellas and the number of times we've seen guys walking around in jock straps and you're like ho 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 you don't see that very often but it also doesn't seem strange nobody's like it is it's it's lingerie light for fellas
1: you say that though but i've got two pair of underwear that are basically jock straps but for women
0: okay fine
1: yeah i mean they they are designed for men and blah 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 yeah okay and you, they're much more common for men.
0: I mean, back in the day, who rode bicycles?
1: <laughs> Not women,
0: because <laughs> women apparently can't do anything. That's right. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, but yeah, and and you know, women this... can do something. They can wear lingerie. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah.
1: But this person did say in their email they often stand alone when they choose to don the sexy attire, but that's fine. Fucking oath. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Be stand alone, stand out, and start the conversations with people and yeah. kind of maybe bit by bit make it more acceptable for everyone to feel sexy and to wear lingerie and to, you know, wear what makes them feel good.
0: Yeah. I completely look, support that. Pretty. It makes sense. Yeah. It's logical sense. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So look, we support you, faithful listener. And uh, I'm, I, it was, I'm actually, thrilled with this email because it did get us to talk about this. It, you know, it's now excited me to go out and buy some more stuff. I do like myself in lace. I've mm-hmm. got a couple of underwears that are lacy that I really like. I've got a lace jock strap, which is nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of my stuff tends to be, it tends to be a little bit on the silly side. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorites is Andrew Christian.
1: Yep. I was going to mention that.
0: The, that brand, that designer does some really just fun, awesome stuff. In fact, the shirt I'm wearing right now is an Andrew Christian shirt that is, is, his t-shirts are just awesome. Mm. Highly, highly recommend him as a designer because he makes stuff that makes you feel sexy, makes you look sexy. I I think all of my underwear that I think I look the best in are are his brand.
1: They do a lot of different designs and and colors and prints and all kinds of stuff. And if you are in the was it the L.A.? Area? L.A.
0: area, I believe. I think
1: so. They have an outlet that we went to on one of our trips yeah. back at one point.
0: It was amazing.
1: Yeah, it was really good. But definitely check out Andrew Christian. They've got some good stuff, too. So, again, a lot of these brands, they're getting to be more and more out there. But it's just playing with styles, playing with fabrics, colors, yeah. designs, patterns, all of it. Yeah.
0: Cool. Excellent. I'm curious to know what our listeners think. And so what do what do you like to wear? What makes you feel sexy? What do you What do you don when you want to get it on? Email us, love at gmail.com. Message us on any of our socials on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Or you can just go to our website, www.bythebye.com.au, and uh, you can contact us through the submissions page. Yeah, submit. I don't know. <laughs> Hope to see you all at uh, the next family party, which is not this Friday, but next Friday. So excited. That's May 27th. And, uh, yeah, anything else that you'd like to say there, Angela?
1: Just thank you to our faithful listeners and our Patreon supporters, and we'll be back next week.
0: See you next week.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. hello?